Blog Talk Radio. Not afraid. Bull. I'm not. Then go in, chicken. Go ahead, Lonnie. Hey. Hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. I, I watched him for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this night, inhumanly patient, waiting for some secret, silent alarm to trigger him off. Death has come to your little town, Jerry. You can either edition of Rabbit and Red Radio. Rabbit and Red. Rabbit and Red. Is that what I said? Yeah, you did. I was just I was just repeating what you said. Oh. For whatever purpose, um, you know. I thought I thought Vince would have started up, but I actually accidentally. Um, Vince, aren't you uh, area code two zero zero? I guess I am. Uh, I just went on. I went on to the uh, switchboard because you can't do that with somebody else in there if you already have access to the account. And uh, I freaked out. I saw, but then I realized, well, I'm I'm an idiot. I also called in. I don't know why it's coming up as the 200 area code. I just have a unlisted number with Skype. Yes. Yeah. 
But um, I'm we have, uh, <laughs> we have a caller right now. Caller 8079, you're on the air. Um, hi, guys. It's Alex's girlfriend. I didn't know I was calling in. I thought I was just listening to the show. Oh. You just wanted to listen on your phone. Yeah, I'm at the gym working out right now. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We work good. I heard oh, I the get scream it. intro. Yeah, I get it. You're at the scream. gym. Hey, guys, check this out. This is our new technology. She's at the gym, yeah. and she has her, her headphones plugged into her phone, so she's going to listen to our show while she's on the treadmill or whatever. Oh, boy. that That's amazing, the way technology works these days, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm on the rowing but, machine. Yeah. So is that what you want to do? You don't. I thought you were going to call in. Okay. I'll put you well, back no, on the I hold. Wanted okay. Mention, wait, I wanted to mention how I like the did the intro of Scream because I don't know if everyone knows, but Scream is my favorite movie ever. Well, Vince, that's all you. <laughs> I. Uh, you there? I you enjoy there? that. I don't know where oh, Vince I guess, is. I think. Yeah, I think you got disconnected. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Tiff, uh, Vince, Vince did that, but here, I'll hang up on him because, um... Uh, well, um, Mike, do you like Scream? I love Scream. I mean, it's not my favorite, obviously. Halloween is my favorite, but Scream is right up there because I love the, uh, the Randy character, the movie nerd. I love him a lot. He's my favorite character in that movie. Yeah, I like him too. I, I the reason I told Alex tonight that Scream is my favorite horror movie is because um, I compare to all of them. Like Psycho, if you're Norman Bates, in order to be killed by him, you have to be staying at the basement hotel. And in order to get killed at Crystal Lake, you have to be at Crystal Lake. Right. And Scream to me is the one movie that anyone can go put on. You know, screen mask, anyone from your high school, college, whatever, and she was just home cooking, and, like, the intro to me is just very, very scary. Oh, it really is. The first yeah, five minutes make that, that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. The The thing that makes Scream so different is that you always have to go somewhere to get killed by these guys. You have to go to Texas for Leatherface, Crystal Lake, Jason, Haddonfield, Michael, Bates Motel, Norman, and you have to go to sleep, I guess, or Springwood for Freddy, but um, Scream, I guess, could take place pretty much anywhere. That's why I like it. Cool. Okay, I'll put you back on hold, and you can listen to the show, okay? All right, have a good time. All right, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Vince, you there again? Yeah, yeah. I just believe my uh, connection just timed out. That's all. Wow. Oh. Talk yeah, about guys. It's good now. <clears throat> no, no. It's because I had my computer on for uh, more than a minute and Skype sometimes. That's like that. Bunch of faggots. Ah. No, I'll just I'll just probably go with a better service like Google Voice. Ah, uh, Google Voice is better, is it? I never knew that. Yeah, it's a lot better. Than I didn't even know Google had a voice service, so I yeah. Yes, they do. Huh? A lot better. Amazing. 
And so, you, so you're pulling me out of my sick and I have to come on the show, which is, you know, I, I get do about <laughs> up to 70 shows a year, and I have a 65 uh, vacation day per, you know, out of the 70 shows I can take off. Wow. <laughs> that's I a lot of vacation on. time, sir. Uh, about yeah yeah i uh saw paranormal activity 2 today uh very uh very enjoyable film very very enjoyable film uh oh, yeah? thought it was going to be more of a of a um sequel type but it really wasn't it was more of a prequel and i'm i'm going to i'm going to not really give too much away here but it it really did kind of tie the events of the the first one together, and you did get some sort of explanation as to what happened at the, you know, conclusion of the original, but here's the thing, it it still left a lot of loose ends, so I can almost guarantee you that next Halloween, we will see a Paranormal Activity 3, and probably the year after that, we'll see a 4, a 5, a 6, and a 7. It, it's going to turn into another Saw franchise, because they can do that with this. What the balls? You're really going to think there's actually going to be another, like, every single year, another paranormal activity because it's making money? Um, not just, well, I think it's going to make money because I think people are going to go see it, but I, I also think this. Now, don't, now, don't get me wrong. I liked the film a lot. I, I thought it was good. I actually, on some levels, enjoyed it more than the original. But the thing is, paranormal activity is easy. Number one, because it's cheap to make. Okay, it's a lot cheaper than Saul, I would imagine. And number two, because look, you can always pick a family to be haunted by paranormal activity. So there's endless possibilities for that franchise. They can they can very easily uh, make it into a seven to ten film series, and and we'd still be okay. If they can do it with Saul, they can do it with this. That that's the bottom line. It's pretty sad, though. It really is. You break it down, you you look at it, and, you know, God forbid make something good one time. We're going to make something mediocre seven times. Right. That's what's going on. And that, that's that's just pathetic. We right. have a bunch of idiots going to a movie theater, 13 to 17, going, I just want to see something good. Yeah, look, you just want to finger bang your girlfriend in a movie theater. You don't care what's playing. That's pretty much what it goes on. Right. Movies of the 80s, those slasher movies, hey, they weren't the best, but they were entertaining. Difference. You can get both. You can get a great movie and entertaining. But you can also get a mediocre movie, but yet entertaining. So the, you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Any, did you see any trailers that were even worth mentioning? Um, yeah, a paranormal activity came up. Well, let's see. Uh, I saw a trailer for a film that's not a horror movie, but it's one that comes out. Uh, in two weeks from now, on November 5th, that I want to see called Due Date, with uh, Zach uh, Galifianakis or Galifalinkis and Robert Downey Jr., I want to see that. That looks good. 
Yeah, that's been playing on ever since on TV. Yeah, but that that was really the only thing that was. Oh, and uh, Tron Legacy looks good. Um, but other than that, there was nothing. There really was. It, it, it's it's a shame. <clears throat> and just like Saul's coming out next week, and I really think that's going to be such a 3D heavy movie that they're not even going to focus on story with that one. I really don't think it's going to be story. It's going to be more 3D driven than anything else. Well, and, and all Saul movies, you know, they always combine a great deal of story. Mm-hmm. And great gore, so and that's always a tough combination to pull off. Because when people, they should do one thing or the other. It's very hard to find both, and that's that was in the movies for it wasn't horror. It was just slasher. That's what we want. We knew it was going to be a slasher. That's all you care about. I just right. want to see the kills. We care about the story. The story's been done over and over again. We know it's going to happen. It's a revenge story all the time. It is a revenge story with slasher movies. Oh, the nerd got picked off. Okay, now right. he comes back. It's just you just want to see how you know, can kill. You can't do that with Saul. Saul, so far they've been following a really good story. Even with the fifth one, the fifth one wasn't the best out of them, but it followed it, and then it sticks me up for it where it linked so well with why they go. Okay, that's why they did all that stuff. Right, six is a lot better because it linked it. Okay, I, I get it now. You know, it was still at least that's what drove. I guess kept driving people to that for two reasons. One story was interesting, and then number two, how they were killed. I mean, it was different. There was no predictable kill. You can't go into a Saw movie and figure, oh, I think I know how this person's going to die. You don't know. So I, it's going to be pretty bad if they do if they only focus on 3D. 3D is such a fad. It's, it is. Face it, no franchise is perfect. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Alex, what do you think of, of the impending... How how many Saul's have you seen? Have you seen uh, the the previous six? Uh, I have only seen the first two. <laughs> and the the second one turned me off so much, I I had no interest in the rest. <clears throat> the second one's not bad. It's, you got to... Get past the second and watch the third. Rewatch yeah, because the, the third is really good. Your mind. Yeah. Third is good. Fourth is okay. Fifth I thought was horrible, but then six came out, like Vince said, and made five, you know what I mean, more understandable because six explained five and it kind of made it make sense. But see, the thing is, six kind of ended at what I like to call a logical closure point, or they could have done it with that, but they kind of – left a loose end, so that's why they're doing this one. And now I really think that they wrote themselves into a corner. Now, I know they're saying this is the last one. They're playing it up like that, whatever. All right, that's fine. That's good. I got it. But, well, no, well, see, that's the thing. That's what they're saying. They're saying there's no more Saul's after this one. This is it. Because Six did not make nearly as much money theatrically as they were hoping that it was going to. So... What's going to happen is 7 will come out. Because it's in 3D, it's going to get asses in the seats. People are going to watch it. Um, Then a year from now, we're going to be hearing Saw 8. And it's going to be something completely ridiculous because now after 7, they have nowhere else to go. That's what I think. I mean, you're pretty much real on that one. And I guess, hey, look, I I don't know, but a movie studio... If someone's making me money, yeah, you're going to milk it. 
So that's what I, I kind of get. I look at things both ways. So I'm not a moron to the point where you go, oh, I don't know why they're making another one. Because they want to make money. Get right. over it. They don't. No. If, if, movie, if the movie companies really cared about fans and what they want, they would put out a lot of bad movies. Mm-hmm. They would. Right. They're about making money. Of course they want to entertain you. But they need to make money first. Without that, then you're not going to have any more. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the same goes for uh, the, um, the... Now, here's another logical point that I thought. Now, if Saw 4, 5, 6, and hopefully Saw 3D can be good, then Piranha 2, which will be written by the same team that wrote Saw 4, 5, 6, and 7 and The Collector can be just as good. That's, That's it? what I'm so, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Piranha, Piranha 2. Piranha 2 in 3D. I know you can't get that extra Lamborghini you really wanted in that fifth bedroom on the fourth story of your house because of Piranha 3D. Yeah, I know we had big stars like Jerry O'Connell and Ving Rhames. Yeah, I said Jerry O'Connell and Ving Rhames for big stars. He was the fat kid to stand by me. He was a big star. Look, we can do it if we just put out Piranha 2. Yeah, I know nobody really saw the first one, but if we do a sequel, they're down. And yeah, we won't even put it in 3D. Come on, it's going to work. I believe that was the pitch at Dimension. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled for it, though. (laughs) <laughs> I'm thrilled for it, though. I mean, you, you guys have no idea. I can't wait until the summer of 2011. I will be glued to my seat waiting for that one. Hey, go on, Piranha 2 in 3D. You know, oh, you know I, I got something to say here. Me, me and Tiffany are pretty mad about something. Okay. We And... Mike, I know I told you this and you agreed. We went to see Clash of the Titans. We went to see Jackass 3. Oh, you did? I want to see that. How was it? Yeah, and My Soul to Take, I saw. Oh, you did? I want to see that too. Damn it, how was it? We snuck into the theater to watch that after we saw Jackass. Well, wait, before I give the review of those two. Yeah. um, I have a gripe, man. Um... These 3D movies are really not 3D movies. Okay. There's, I I don't recall one scene in My Soul to Take that was 3D. Like, nothing came at the screen. Sometimes people were standing around, and I guess they were looked a little more forward than the rest of the scenery. That's about it. I mean... To charge an extra three dollars for absolutely nothing. I mean, if anything, the reason you should defend the movie Saw is because they made the movie with the intent on giving the fans some kind of fun with the three D. These right. movies like Soul Soul to Take and Clash of the Titans, they do absolutely nothing for us to to have to waste another three dollars on it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm telling you, nothing. I'm not even exaggerating. You are right about that, boy. Yeah, I'm definitely right about that. There was just absolute zero going on with 3D, and I'm pretty pissed about it. Right. Because uh, if I didn't sneak into that theater, I would have paid an extra $3. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would have been ridiculous. And here at Rabbit and Red Radio, we encourage you to not pay for movies and download them online. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's you, Vince. (laughs) No, that's pretty much the rest of the the country, because why pay for it? Right. Because they're not putting (laughs) it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. um, Well, that's the thing. What's that? Do you want my review on those two real quick? Uh, okay, yes, I certainly, I certainly do. Okay, uh, Jackass 3. Mm-hmm. I don't... Okay, the movie felt really short to me. Now, that could either mean I felt like I was gypped and it ended like nothing happened, mm-hmm. or I could feel like it was so good that it went by quick. Right. So, I don't know. I think the problem is that the last stunt they did mm-hmm. was... Steve-O in a toilet ball Porta John And he got shot up With the uh, rubber band You know you, you know that scene right That was the That was the end of the movie Yeah They gave away the end In the tr- I hate that It's not a yeah. m- Mike it doesn't have A fucking plot line I mean, Yeah I know that But I still don't want to see The end of the movie In the trailer They're not giving away anything It's 12 yeah, it is, Because that's Dude but that's Showing a stunt before you see it on the big screen, that's oh not cool. God. They don't show the they don't show the full stock. It's yeah, but they show you enough of it, dude. You know okay, he's in a quarter, John. You know who what's cares? gonna happen. You know he's gonna get oh. rocketed. Is there is there any right? other you know proof? Here, here's here's my jacket. Here's what jackets should have been. They should have ejected him with the HIV virus right there and see who survived it. There's jacket for you. That would have been great. Twelve untalented faggots who think they're hip. That's your dadcast. That's what you're going to do. So I hope you stop into that. No wonder Johnny Knoxville's urethra doesn't work correctly because he's shoving stuff up it. I think you're over 30. When does this stop? At what point do you go, I don't know, maybe we should have bang some girls like normal guys do. No, let's just shove matchbox up Francis. That seems funny. What the balls? Exactly. Those are idiots. I can't, oh, and it, it gives away the movie. It gives away the... Bam Harrison, he sucked at skateboarding. He's not even good for jackass. Yeah, yeah but hold on a minute, hold on a minute. In Bam Margera's defense, the scene that they showed in the trailer where he gets slapped, he walks by and he gets slapped by a hand and flies backward. Now that's enjoyable. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. All right, moving on from a jackass review. Okay, um, soul to take. Um, Tiffany really liked. Well, Tiffany liked it, but you remember she's not like us. She don't analyze the shit out of stuff. Right. So she can actually enjoy movies. Yes. Yes, she can can actually enjoy movies at at this point when we can't. So, so she liked it. Um, There was a couple plot holes, like some relationships didn't make any sense. Like um, there was like one girl in, in the high school who was like the queen bee, and everybody just obeyed her, like she would kill them if. If they didn't listen, and we never really got to find out why or what control she had over anybody or why she would be any special than anybody else, and I'm I'm talking to the point where she wouldn't let people beat other people up, and if she found out they did, they'd be in big trouble. Now it's like that that's a relationship that should really be clarified, in my opinion, and we have absolutely no idea why she had this control over people, and it's really weird, but um. 
best part of the movie as just entertainment wise. It it was it was good. It was a little scary. It had um it was okay. The plot line was alright. The ending was really disappointing to me. I I felt the guy who ended up being the killer, um I I uh it wasn't like wow or I I don't know, you know, like I'm not sure if I would have been happier if I expected who it was mm-hmm. or what, but when I found out it didn't really blow me away. And I just felt like I just sat through a movie and now it's done, and I didn't really care because I don't know. Right. It, it, I rate it like a, a six out of ten. Really? Yeah. Boy. Is that high? No, I'm actually disappointed because I expected more from from Wes Craven. Granted, he didn't. Well, I actually, wait, I can't say that he did write it. So, am I led to believe by this that that poor Mister? Uh, Craven, who I've admired so much over the years, is is losing his touch. Oh, wait, guys, we have a phone call. We do. Yes, we yeah. do. Uh, um, I just want to take the call because I believe it is the great Tyler Maine calling in for the program. Hello, caller. Uh, you are on the air. Is this Tyler Maine? Yes, it is. How are you guys doing? I'm great, Tyler. Thank you for calling him first off to the program. Really, we appreciate it immensely here. Yes, we really do. Oh, very cool to thank be you. a guest, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time because uh, you take out time to talk to three horror nerds on a Friday night is by far makes you look like the nicest guy in the face of the world, first off, for doing that. Well, actually, I'm actually even multitasking right now. I'm uh, driving my daughter to a football game and then uh, got to head back and pick up my other son and take him somewhere else. So I, I feel like a chauffeur today instead of uh, uh, whatever. Well, like a successful movie actor that you are. Well, thank you for calling in. The, the first thing I wanted to say is um, I love your performance in, in all three of us. Well, the performance in Halloween 1 and 2, Rob Zombie's version of it. But what I want to start with is what what I really loved about the movie, how, what you play Michael Myers, was I'm an old wrestling fan. Because I still remember right. you from WCW, you with Kevin Nash, or at the time, Vegas. So I guess my first question is, how did you get started in pro wrestling? How did I get involved in pro wrestling? Uh, yes. When I when I grew up, uh, I grew up in Canada, and I was watching uh, the Stampede Wrestling, the the famous Hart family, and uh, I always wanted to do that, and I wanted to do the action movies. So I figured, okay, wh- why not I just go and try? And uh, the Hearts, uh, Stu Hart liked my size, and I started uh, training with Stu. And then uh, Red Bastine from the uh, WWF came through, and. Uh, that was my ticket to uh, L.A. Wow! And, and then I went, and then I went into uh, the WCW from there. See, I read before that you that you wrestled for Stampede, but I I wasn't no. sure that you were with uh, like the, that close. To, were you close to the Hart family? Yeah, no, I never I never actually wrestled there. I trained there with uh, Stu Hart. I I've uh, spent some time in the uh, famous dungeon. Oh my God, that is awesome! So many stories about the dungeon too. The Stu stressed out people. Yeah, that's uh, 
still would like to uh, make sure that you were serious about the wrestling. And, uh, yeah, he double grapevined me and uh, found out I was serious and uh, willing to stick around for a while. Do you think Ellen Hart recorded any of those? Because I don't know if you heard the stories when someone was was younger. He used to record Stu stretching out into wrestlers. Uh, No, I I don't know. I... I, uh, I don't know, but there, there was some screaming coming from that dungeon, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. The one thing I wanted to ask, one wrestling question, I guess it's too far. Uh, one, any, how was Kevin Nash back then? And two, did you ever get, was there any offer from w, from the then WWF at the time? Um. Working with Kevin was fantastic. You know, I still see Kevin uh, every now and again, and uh, he's a great guy. We uh, had a lot of fun together. Um, and as far as working for the WWF at the time, uh, I, I never really wanted to do that. I, I got my opportunity to transition into the uh, film, and uh, I was lucky enough to uh, do that and be able to hang up my wrestling boots. And which is, I mean, fortunate and just such is a blessing to move into that and I think when you were originally casted first you got in the role of Sabretooth for X-Men and that had to really open a lot of doors for you because that's a major motion picture and then we go on and Rob Zombie wants you for Halloween I believe there was a quote I might get this wrong, but didn't you at first when Bob asked you to play Michael Larry said, I don't want to wear a damn hockey mask? <laughs> yeah. Kind of messed yeah. up the, uh, it was good. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of had it uh, screwed up a little bit there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was I was up in uh, Canada getting ready to talk to producers about another film, and uh, it phone rang, and it was Rob Zombie, and, of course, you know, you want to take that call. So uh, I was starting to talk to him, and he said, hey, I, I wrote this movie with you in mind. I want you to play uh, Michael Myers. Um, what do you think? And I said to him, I said, well, first of all, I don't want to wear a hockey mask. And he goes, it's not a hockey mask, you dumbass, but, you know. And uh, and then he explained how he wanted to do uh, tell the backstory and make uh, Michael Myers more than just a one-dimensional character, which was... Uh, very exciting. Yeah, and I, to me, it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, no, I was just going to say because to me, it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a one-dimensional killer. Isn't as scary to me as 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 uh, having someone that actually could be walking around out there that could be in amongst society doing what they do. That that to me is more terrifying. And and uh, he portrayed it very well. Yeah, plus, it, well, for the first time, of course, it's a remake. You have to separate the original from what a remake is. And Rob Zombie did that. He made it his own. I still, sometimes I have a tough time with, like, trying to accept it. Like, ah, because I envisioned the original. But it was it was definitely, because everything's different. You have, you're six foot ten Mike Myers, which you've never seen before. Plus, the backstory helps it in. Right, and, right. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the original was done in 1978. You know, there's times uh, have changed, and people expect to see different things, you know. And uh, Rob, 
in my opinion, told the story excellently and put a great spin on it, you know. And, and the thing is, if you look at and watch um, both of those movies back-to-back, you see how where the one uh, tells you where, you know, tells the original story, and then the uh, the second one takes over from where that one left off. Oh, yeah, one, one question. Um, first, when this is real quick, I don't even think you care about the nerdy Halloween fans because some of them were just complete morons. When they originally it was going to be remade, some people thought, okay, Tommy's being canceled. And some people thought, I don't think they should hire somebody who's not a stuntman. Dude, you're a former wrestler. I mean, if anybody's going to know how to make something look damn good and make it look real, I think it's going to be a pro wrestler. And you probably definitely adapted that. Your history of pro wrestling, playing the bad guy especially, you just transformed that right on the screen. Am I right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just uh, I've had a bit of training uh, in the fights and stuff like that, and it uh, just transitions nicely, you know. I mean, you don't want to uh, be doing the wrestling moves, but you have uh, to adapt. Yeah, exactly. Although in the second one, I did choke slam one guy, which was kind of fun. Yeah, you always got to bring that. Plus, Rob, I'm sure Rob loved working with you. I know you had uh, one of the things was with two I wanted to ask you. What we heard on the Internet, you can't always believe the Internet, but it seemed like there was a lot of back and forth with number two. One of the things was it felt people said it was rushed. Did you have that sense on set that it was and Halloween 2 felt a little rushed at the time? Uh, no, you know, I mean, working with Rob, he's, he's uh, creatively thinking and, and uh, having things. And we had we had enough time to do it. Um, we got both of the different endings shot. Um, and it, it felt right at the time, you know. I mean, I didn't feel like we were rushing through it at all. If what I was reading at certain points didn't well, the script change and there wasn't enough time. And, and Rob, you know, Mike, Mike, what was the thing Rob said that, um, before she came out? Was it after him about um, production? You, you're cutting out. I didn't. I didn't hear that question. What was that? There was a part with that with number two about the uh, production. Uh, it just seemed at certain points that Rob wanted a little bit more out of it, a little more time. Felt like everything wasn't there as it was for, say, the first one, where there was more time and maybe Halloween 2 deserved a better budget. And they were given, I believe, the same budget after Halloween 1 was really successful. Yeah, you know, I mean, that that is a, a decision by the studio. Um, you just got to do what you can, you know. I mean, we were out there to make the best movie we could with, uh, with the time we had, and, and uh, I think we did. Yeah, it was perceived well. And I think one of the last questions I have, two from my uh, co-host here, but what I wanted to ask you is, there are, so far there are talks about Halloween 3 that Todd Farmer, the writer and director, Patrick Lussier, could be writing Halloween 3. If, if they were to ask you to do it, would you go ahead, would you jump on board right away and, and play Michael Myers again for the third time? Well, I had uh, been approached um, towards the end of last year by 
Malik Akkad, who uh, owns a franchise, and, and uh, we had started talking about it. So you never know. Uh, it, w- we'll see. <clears throat> I don't see it in there. Plus, when you – I don't know if you were thinking at the time, but when you play an iconic character like Michael Myers, that's pretty much a guaranteed paycheck for life with all the great – go to horror conventions, they're paying you to be there. You're you're established as an iconic figure now at that point. I don't know if you were taking that consideration at the time when you put the mask on, but I mean, it, it really does put you on that, that pedestal, if you will. Like, you are now, you're Michael Myers to a lot of people, and that's that's a great thing, in my opinion. I don't know how, yeah, how you're you know, handling I, it. I mean, but. I, I, I was just uh, so glad that Rob, you know, gave me the call and called on me to play the part. And uh, um, there was a lot of pressure, you know, going into it because there were so many and and because Michael Myers is such an iconic character. But uh, uh, for me, what I did was I just uh, figured I'd approach it, uh, put my own spin on it and try and uh, um, add to what was already there. I think you you did something that nobody did before with that character. Michael Myers, you... Brought him more to life, and there's two different versions of Myers. You have the John Carpenter version, which I love, and you have the Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie version, and it's two different. But you you made it your own. You weren't just the faceless killer. That's where it separates it. That's a good thing. Now for uh, my my host Alex or Mike, do you have anything to ask uh, the great Tyler Maine? Um, I do actually. Uh, Tyler, of the two endings for uh, Halloween 2, the theatrical and the director's cut, which one uh-huh. did you like more? Um, I liked the the, the uh, director's cut, the one that we shot. Um, now, the d- director's cut's the one where I come out and get shot, right? Yeah, and that's where you, where you uh, stab Loomis and you say die. Yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's kind of I, I think it's kind of good that uh, um, Michael Myers finally got a, a voice. Right, definitely. And I didn't I didn't like the fact with the theatrical that you kind of you know that Myers kind of mutilated Loomis and kind of killed him in such like a brutal way. Like I I, I liked that it was just like one stab and then you were done and that was it. It was just nicer that way, I guess. I thought. Yeah, I mean they're both. I I I like both of them, mm-hmm. but the uh, the the funnest one to to shoot was one where I got shot several times personally. You know, it was just kind of fun playing around with that. How many takes did you have for that? Uh, we had one. Just one. They really? uh, they loaded me up with about uh, I don't know how many about forty squib shots, and then just started uh, pulling the trigger on them, and I just went with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel anything, like, when when those go off, the squibs, like... Yeah, you you can. I mean, we had uh, about three or four packed in, in several areas because they wanted it to look like uh, shotgun shells, and, boy, when those go off, you feel them. Oh, I believe... They got a bit of a kick to them. <sighs> but it's... I mean, it sounds, uh, it sounds really cool. It sounds like you... Uh... Enjoyed making it, and I'll tell you, I enjoyed watching it. Both of them, uh, I, I enjoy very much. So, uh, Alex, do you have anything to add? 
Uh, yes, I uh, just want to thank Tyler for calling in. And um, um, I guess I just want to say that um, out of the two movies of the Halloweens, um, two, part two, oddly enough, I know it's not a popular thing, but that was by far my favorite one. I even got that one on Blu-ray. So I like that one more. So I, I guess I have two questions. I, I want to ask you, which one did you like more, part one or two? What were you more happy with at the end of it all? Well, you know, part one kind of uh, followed along the story. It gave more of the backstory and, and kind of like the original. And then part two took it from there even deeper. And like I say, the, the thing is with those, what I like to do is I watch them back to back so that you see the full story where the one ends, the second one picks up and begins. And, you know, in Rob Zombie's movies, they're not perfect world. And uh, they're flawed like they are in, in society, you know. And, and uh, I, I, I enjoyed both of them in, in making them and, and watching them. And I'll tell you that the second one, when I came out of the uh, – uh, out of the uh, original screening that I saw, I felt like I was wrung out and on the edge of my seat, and it was I was excited to go back and see it again. And I think with Halloween 2, you take more away from it every time you see it. It's one of those movies where you have to see it several times. Right. I can agree with that because I saw it, uh, what was it, I think uh, four times opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. He's a huge Halloween fan. He's a bigger Halloween fan than I am. Well, very yeah, Mike, cool. Mike's the biggest fan. Like, there's, there's fans who are purists and will say they, you know, they hate Rob Zombie's remake and they they should have never done that. Halloween, the original, is the only thing to do. And, you know, a lot of people say that, but as I hear that in all these, like, message boards and everything, everybody says, but they loved you in in the the remake and they loved you in part two and they're glad you came back. And um, I was just, like, wondering when, did you sign a deal to do part two, or were you able to work, like, were you able to get paid more a little bit for part two, or was it, like, a set deal already? Uh, Well, I had a a two-picture deal, uh, which paid me more for the second one. So, um, you know, I I was signed on in the beginning, and I'm very glad that Rob did the the uh, second one because then it kind of told it told his story, the first one and the second one, type of thing, you know. And there's always going to be people that say, "Oh, you, they they like it or they don't like it." But you know, when when you're out there making a movie, you just do the best you can and you just hope people like it. And I think there's a lot of people that do. Uh, do like the second one and the first one, and and I think Rob did a great job, you know. Well, Mike yeah, is I the biggest man. fan ever. Yeah. It was. <clears throat> or I told him said, who, uh, who best yeah. you last night to come on the show. He is. He really is the biggest Halloween fan there possibly could ever be. He knows every single one line for line. Every single well, one. He, he, well, it probably wasn't too hard getting Michael's dialogue down. No, I still has a tough time with that, actually. Well, <laughs> well, you can't get him to shut up. <laughs> uh, no, only oh god, if we could, that would be that would be a miracle. It really would. <laughs> you know, I guess the, you know, Vince. 
Vince, while while Tyler's on, we should play Mike's thoughts. Uh, Tyler, we actually asked Mike what he thinks of the original Halloween compared to yours, and and here's his clip. Okay. Is yeah. there any? Okay. Is yeah. there? I got it, Alex. You want me to play it? Oh yeah, I, I yeah. pressed. I get the guy. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> okay. Is yeah. there? Or Oh, well. Well, Mike said basically that he holds uh, the remake as high as the original, so that's a that's a very good thing. Ah, uh, very cool. Very cool. Which yeah. is... So I guess the last thing before uh, we let you leave, um, what's what's next on your plate for you? What's, um, what's coming up for you? Uh, I have uh, been asked that I'm doing a show on omfgeek.com. It's going to be a talk show. I'm going to be talking with people in the horror field. I'm going to be talking to people uh, in the metal music business and everything in between. Uh, my first guest is uh, Wayne Toth, and we're going to be talking about some Halloween things. Uh, and it's going up on October 31st on omfgeek.com. And uh, I've also started up my own production company where we have two pictures that we're working on right now, and uh, hopefully we're going to start filming the first one towards the end of this year or beginning of the next year. Very cool. And uh, what's the name of the uh, production company? Main Entertainment. It is Main Entertainment, and there's... uh, you can go uh, online to uh, mainentertainment.com and see what's going on, and you can also go to tylermain.com and see what's going on. Well, Tyler, I, we all appreciate you taking time out and coming on the show. It really means a lot to us, especially around our mic, and uh, we thank you for your job and how we want to. Really uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, you're great, Tyler. Yeah. All right, take care, you're guys. Good talking you with you guys. You too. Thanks a lot, you buddy. Thank you. All right, you're bye-bye. Great. Tyler, mate. <clears throat> now, again, I think we're at a moment saying, where do we go from here? Commercial. Yeah. Yeah, please. I think we need to go to commercial because I think I I think I need to catch my breath for a minute because I'm. You're, you're I'm gonna start. Oh, I'm, I, 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 I actually I actually I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually did start tearing up during that interview. It was very tough for me to keep it together, especially when I was. I'll be honest with you. I'm so glad that I was able to speak to him without breaking up because it was so oh. difficult for me to hold it together. Well, I saw- I saw some uh, YouTube interviews with him. I mean, he's such like a really nice guy. That's what I was expecting. You know, that's what you're, you're getting too, because he's genuinely a nice guy. And uh, I wasn't trying to play the clip, so I don't know what happened. It might have just been the damn uh, board because oh, wait, I'm off the board. You weren't clipping it. Yeah. You weren't clicking it when I was. No, because I had I had I've had the uh, switchboard off, so I wouldn't do anything. I, I went back wow. towards. The end. Yeah, so it's just it's one of those go figure moments. Yeah, it, it's blocked a lot. Is what up, it is. You put up okay. 100. Is there anything that you think was better about 2007 compared to 1978? Oh, good, it works now. Okay, you, yeah, it does. It, it, you know, you figure that as soon as Tyler's off the phone, then it will work. 
That that's brilliant. Good. Good. Damn blog talk. Go to a commercial. That really kind of agitates me. I've had it with this dump. I have. Well, uh, before we before we go to commercial, don't yeah. uh, don't worry about it. Because the interview is always a nice job. And, uh, you know, you say, where do we go from here? Uh, I think we know where to go after the great Tyler Maine. Give me Brian Andrews and Tony Moran on phone. That's where we'll go next. Well, see, that, 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 that's... that's that's took his mask off. Yeah, but see, but that's... Yeah, but that's 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 so far down the ladder. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you talking... Dude, I just saw Tony Moran today. Okay. Granted, I ordered number three and he gave me number two with onion rings. I wasn't happy. But the point is, I can get them in a comedy world show. It's, it's, it's... Oh. Wow. Wow. Well, you guys go take a break. I am, uh, I am taking off for the rest of the night. You are taking off. Well, like I, I'm trying to get rid of the damn cold slash fever slash coughing. Yeah, that's apparently two packs of two packs of days is not keeping the doctor away. Well, so see, that's on. why I told you, buddy. Oh, excuse me. That's why I told you, buddy. You gotta quit smoking. Alex, do you agree oh. with that? Our own Vince has to quit smoking. Oh, smoking is a, a cool thing when you're 14 years old to 20, yeah. but yeah, you're you 28, gotta drop dude. It. Yeah, you're 28, yeah. dude. Come on, it's time to it's time to just say, you know what? Forget it. Am I going to take advice to the guy who listens to the Psycho soundtrack in his car and, and thinks he's Norman Bates at certain times? <laughs> you know what, Alex? Now that you've said, you know, since you've said that, you're never going to live it down. Um, well, what I would like to talk about when we come back from commercial is I did get a chance to watch the great Psycho Legacy Shut documentary. Up. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm still going to watch it for that. So I guess after our break, we'll come on and I'll give my thoughts to the Psycho Legacy as well. My thoughts are pretty simple. Right, be. yeah, because, see, the whole time that we, we I was watching the Psycho Legacy, Vince was either walking around or smoking, so. Yeah, but I still got the whole thing. I still got it. I, yeah, you did. I saw, okay. it, I saw the whole thing. Um, you did. So, yeah. I can go order with everything. You, know. you did. So they can break your legs. Okay. Well, that wouldn't do anything, but all right. All right. All right. We'll be back so, with. Uh, re- Sorry, guys. I think it's so, uh, I was going to say, we'll, we'll be back with the uh, review of The Psycho Legacy, which is the new documentary by Robert Galuzzo. For the Psycho franchise, we'll be back on Rabbit and Red Radio.
Mike, I just want to take this moment. We're back on Rabbit and Red. I just want to take this moment to reflect. I mean, we just interviewed Tyler Maine, Michael Myers. I of, am in shock. Like, do you realize that if this was 1978, we would have interviewed Nick Castle? I mean, do you realize how, how kind of, how big this is? I mean, uh... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, come to think of it, um, I, 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 I gotta tell you right now, I think, uh, oh, um, uh, and just the fact that I was able to pull it together and actually speak during an interview for once, I, I can't believe it. I mean, that's major stuff, man. We, we're a horror radio and we interviewed Robert Galuza, the guy who made the Psycho documentary. Yeah. Then Michael Myers, we interviewed a victim of Friday the 13th, Part 3, the cop in Part 1, uh, one of the kids in Part 2, and, uh, and um, oh, Demon. Demon. I mean, I got a successful, a majorly successful actor yeah. in television. And, I mean, this is this is good stuff. I think our show is really doing good. I'm really proud of everything that's going on. We have a lot of momentum. Well, that's what I'm saying. We just got to keep it going, guys, and just keep it going. Well, and I should also... These interviews uh, are because of uh, you, Mike, and you, Alex, for going out and uh, getting these people. I mean, let's. Uh, I'm going to give the credit where it's due. Thanks. Well, mostly because of Alex. I just... 
I mean, I'm just saying I just pulled this one. But, you know, Alex, you've been doing a huge chunk of work since the show started. And, I mean, we, you know, since you came on board with getting interviews and things like that. And I really got to thank you because it really kind of helped me move forward and, you know, I guess get up the courage to actually try to contact some people myself, so. Well, dude, well, you're, you're in a real... We, hmm? Well, no, yeah, Mike brought the, uh, you know, when Mike said, okay, I'm, I'm going to email somebody, and uh, he goes out and gets somebody, you know, he gets top of me. And it's official. We've all gone out and got our interviews. But Mike, when Mike's first time, I thought Mike would probably get, like, Donald Pleasant's next door neighbor. That's I'd love that. <laughs> Did you ever have to get his mail? What was in it? <laughs> Did you watch Halloween too? Well, good luck with all that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's shocking. It, it really is. Uh, and, and plus. He's a very nice guy, and uh, that's what I saw in those. Uh, I was watching other interviews. He, yeah, he's a generally just nice guy. And let's not forget, he's six foot ten. He's huge. probably now two fifty five. Uh, back in his wrestling days, I think he's built over three hundred. That's what they built him as. But that's uh, and that's what that's why I did laugh at that when the first when Halloween was being remade and message boards and people people said. They should get a stunt man. He was a pro wrestler. They know what they're doing. Right. Wasn't his name Big Sky? Yes. Yeah, he was with uh, Vinny Vegas. He worked with the the great, the late great woman um, as the valet in WCW. But I see. I I knew he was affiliated with Stampede Wrestling. I I never knew he worked with the great right. Stu Hart. I mean, that's legendary, Alex. I mean, you know that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's legendary. That's that's the the famous family of wrestling. Yeah, it's family. nice to see. Yeah, and it, you know, it's nice to see he he wants he. And the reason with the production company, what I read on another interview, that's why I asked because it was already asked. But he wanted to do after seeing with Rob Zombie's work on Halloween, he was motivated to do, you know, he wanted to get another stuff, such as directing, producing, all that stuff, and that, and that's great. So, and it's, when I watched the, you know, the remake of Halloween, it took, the first one took me a while to go, okay, I get it. Second one, I'm still like, if the, there's certain, there's reasons why, and there's one, there's a particular actress why I just had a tough time, but I never had a problem with it. It was different because that's how it was portrayed but he did, he right. did something that nobody's done before because that's how it was. And you could have played it one of two ways, a bad way or a, or a great way. He did it the great way, and that's how Michael Myers was supposed to be portrayed, but he really brought it to that level. So, And, and yeah. just like well, Nick Castle did a wonderful job playing it. So, yeah, It's just nice to have well, thought, nice – there's great people like that out there. Yeah, yeah I, and I, I wanted to go on the record. I'm, I'm not going to blow smoke up the guy's ass. I didn't like Halloween 1. I'm I'm sure I made that relatively clear. And I said I did like like Part 2. I don't know why. I know it's a a lot of people think it's a shit movie, but I I, I like Halloween. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I like Halloween 2 for some weird reason. I don't know. And and in my original review of Halloween Remake, 
I can, you can look it up on crystallakeafterdark.proboard.com. It says, I, I wrote a lot of things I don't like about it, but I said I loved the guy who played Michael Myers. And that is unedited. I said this, whatever year, three years ago. I, I love Tyler Vane. Yeah, I love him as Michael. I do. And th- that's why, you know, it's not like he's responsible for the whole entire movie. So he's only responsible for the good part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I didn't lie. I, I'm not going to do that. And I know, I'm not going to tell a guy, oh, we completely hate that remake. Because, you know, that's, uh, you don't have to hear that. He didn't make the movie. And, and I told him what, the truth. I like him. So I'm glad that we were honest and, and um, didn't, you know, it was a true interview, a good interview, and everything was real. And it was like, I, I still can't believe that. I feel like it's not even real. And so do I. It's, it's, I'm still in shock over it. I think it's going to take me a little bit to actually come back down from it, honestly. Yeah. Really, really crazy. Really, Mike, good job, man. Well, thank you, guys. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I do want to bring something up uh, before uh, we get into our, which will be a glowing review of the Psycho Legacy. Yeah. Because, and it, for obvious reasons, because right. it was done correctly. Mm. The correct way is greatness, and it was done that way. Yeah. Uh, we did get a little bit of, I guess, Alex received some email about the show, and uh, somebody said they really loved Vince and Mike. Yes. Didn't say anything about you, Alex. No. Um, <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised Mike told you this. I we were, we, we, uh, we discussed it yesterday morning, but it wasn't anything negative about you, sir. Oh, okay, no, it was. I, I said, well, well that, that's what you get when you get a creepy, you know, guy who's not fully out of the closet and he has issues with being gay, but he doesn't want to tell anybody he's gay. And, of course, it's going to come out on the air. We're, we, Mike, well, we're not supposed to say that part? What? Here's, here's what he, he wrote to me, um... I, I don't I don't know. I guess he doesn't realize I'm Alex. I think he thinks my name is Demon. So right. uh, he listens to the show regularly, so he's probably going to hear this episode, especially when we... Very um, appreciative, how, by the way. Yes. He, listens, he said he listens to all of them. I don't know. But mm. he wrote, um, hi, it's... Uh, I, I don't think he'll care if I... Okay, I won't say his name, because he didn't give permission to read the email yet, but... Right. He wrote... I've been listening to Rabbit and Red for a while. I love this show. You guys are very amusing, especially Vince and Mike. Anyway, I wanted to see if I'm, if you might be interested in having me come on sometime in November or December. My radio show is on hiatus, and chat Fire the 13th or horror in general. I'd really like to come on when it's your Crystal Lake After Dark show. Please get back to me at my address. Now, if you like Vince and Mike so much, wouldn't you rather be on Tuesdays when it's just them? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you want to be on my show then? So, so basically, I wrote to him. Um, I wrote a um, a funny reply, like where I I tried to act humble, and mm-hmm. I wrote, "Yeah, sorry, I'm not as amusing or entertaining. I just joined the show in August, and I'm getting used to it. Vince and Mike have been doing it for much longer. Yeah, sure, we'll set something up for you. Let me know." So then he felt like uh I don't I don't know, I guess he felt 
Let me, uh, make sure I'm in my inbox. Okay. He <laughs> felt embarrassed that he realized he just told the guy. Uh, no, that's a different one. Okay, he just told the guy who uh, he's talking. It was nine. And he wrote, "Oh shit, foot in mouth," with dots after it. So, yeah. So I I wrote back to make him feel better. The sorry, keep keep clicking the wrong thing. Yeah. It's cool. I wrote, "It's cool, man." I never claimed to be the dynamic personality on the show. I'm just there to crack a few jokes and offer a few tidbits of info, which is really whoa, 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 all I'm wait, here wait, for. Wait, wait, you're supposed to be funny on the show? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm here for. I just, I, I, Mike said. I mean, to, yeah. I, yeah, hold Mike on a minute, though. I'm the one... Hold on a second, though, Alex. I'm sorry I interrupted you. But, I mean, I'm the one that got pissed off because the trailer to Jackass gives away the final son of the film. I mean... Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I just brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't even know why you're here. Uh, I, I don't know why either sometimes, honestly. Well, well, because you had you, you were able to get Tyler Mayne on, on the show, uh, you'll only be ridiculed 40 times out of a week instead of the usual 45. So you got it goes it. down a bit. Good bad. I, and I, I yeah, enjoy you, that. You you just extended your contract for another six shows, so we'll better come up with something good next six shows. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I will. Don't worry. Your Sunday show will, will never go away until football season is over with. <laughs> <laughs> that that spot's granted. You know what was the other great thing with the, when having a, a great guest on, having the privilege to talk to when, uh, when Rob G came on last month. I and I'm starting to have a little bit of a problem with uh, with Rob's interview now. After seeing the uh, Psycho Legacy yesterday, okay, with Mike. Uh, here's my problem with Rob G. Rob, why did you underplay the greatness of the documentary? I think he's a little too humble about it, in my opinion. I mean, it sounded great, but I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a good documentary. No, he should have got on here and said, it's a, this is what every single Psycho fan is going to want. I think he downplayed a little bit. He should be boasting because he did that damn good of a job. He Definitely. covered every single angle perfectly. Got everybody you would think you can get and did. I didn't get a chance to check out the bonus features all the way through. Mike did, but nah, I'm still working on the bonus features. It's they're amazing. Well, I'm gonna well, tell you what. I'm I'm out. I'm sorry, Vince, that I interrupted here, but I just I got to tell you that there's like a 41 minute um, Q and A with Anthony Perkins from a horror convention. Obviously, after Psycho Three, but before Psycho Four, because. The original site, you know, the Psycho 4 that we know now is not even mentioned. Um, Good point. But it was an amazing Q&A. And he seems like such a stand-up guy. It's 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 unbelievable. So much more respect for the man I have now after watching all of this. I also said to shut the fuck up. Remember that? Okay, I love you. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. <clears throat> no, it's... It, Alex, we can get your we can get your hands on your copy. 
you're gonna you you especially are gonna love it. I told uh, some Rob message and I said uh, it's the perfect documentary for both hardcore psycho fans and people who are new to horror. Yeah. And, and that's the and that's such a tough thing to pull off of a documentary that I mean, you're taking a classic and you're breaking it down and it it, it flows wonderfully and all the interviews are great. Mm. It's up there with the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. Is it really? And that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that because I loved that. Was it really that good? It is. Yeah. It's not as long, of course. Right. It's not as long. It's an hour and a half. But it's up there with it. Yeah. They now in the in the hour and a half they do not talk about uh they don't talk about the remake. Good. Or the short lived T V show. Wait, but, but, I'll just say this about the Bates Motel. In that Q and A with Anthony Perkins, it must have been after the Bates Motel. I will just say this because a fan posed a question to Anthony Perkins whether or not he saw the Bates Motel. And Anthony Perkins replied that he thought it was absolutely horrible. Oh, really? Yes. And I, yeah, I, I love the email, Robin, just asking him how, um, where he got the footage down for, the, uh, for, the, for that. Guy Who is like who the was ultimate from. psycho collector. Yeah, I had a question for what was put on there. I asked Mike, but he never got back to me. Was the um, was the uh, Anthony Perkins appearances on Letterman on there when he inter- was interviewed about the uh, each movie? Uh, they are not on the DVD. Okay. Well, they're on YouTube if anybody wants to watch that. Right. They're oh, they really are. Good. Oh, I definitely want to watch that. I didn't even know he was on Letterman. So, yeah, I would definitely check that out. They're amazing, dude. Cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a documentary that that you need to pick up. It's and I even asked Mike this yesterday. I said, you know, did the Bio Channel ever do a documentary just about even the original Psycho? Because they do that from time to time, right? And they do one. So, I mean, he did, and plus, keep in mind that when Rob came on the show. He said. He set out to do this mainly kind of for himself to find out all this information and just starting, you know, piecing it all together and, and, and one step after the other, one thing led to another thing, and you know, next thing you know, you're making a great documentary. So, even the, the production and the documentary is really good. Right. I, cool. I mean, I, I can't find it's it's easily a nine, nine and a half. It really is ten. I mean, it's it's that in that range. It goes. It's. Because the extras, you have three hours of extras, so you got an hour and a half feature about Psycho, all all four films, and they're touched upon very nicely. And every single question you could even think of asking, he he did it. He asked. Yeah. And well, so much more. Huge. Yeah, because he's a huge Psycho fan, so that's why you want when you do a documentary about certain, you want it to be done by a huge fan. So. Yeah. And let's. And the producer of the was it no who what was his credit the guy who um, put together his name was Jason um, Anthony Massey was also involved with as a producer on the Psycho Legacy which kind of uh, scared me at first because you know his name was Jason 
his name is Jason is is horrible. But obviously uh Rob G did not let him uh you know destroy you him. You know what anyway. it was? What's that? His name was Jason. His name was J- I I actually cuz you guys talked about it, I yeah. I watched it again. Uh-huh. Cuz I wa- I didn't watch it since the day it came out. Right. And I watched it and I'll tell you it was it was entertaining. But and I actually didn't watch all of it, so I guess it couldn't have been that great. But it, w- it was entertaining, but um, I think they lacked diving into the series. I don't think we learned anything. Right. You know, oh, you, you know, know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't. It was, it was nice to watch, but as far as, like, it was nothing compared to the Nightmare on Elm Street thing. Oh, that was, I mean, it's over four hours because they spend no less than, what, 20 minutes. It's like 25 or 26 minutes per movie. Yeah, well, except for the first, that's the one that goes the longest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's about the whole concept. Yeah, it's three hours, 58 minutes, and 30 seconds. Well, that's great. I'm really glad. Um, it, it, oh, guys, I wanted to tell you this. Good. I'm glad we're talking about it. Can you believe that Amazon.com tries to rip everybody off with this um, this Psycho Legacy? I pre-ordered this. Right. And it was like seventeen ninety nine or something like that. Um, it didn't even ship as soon as it was released. It was... <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you now, it still says ready to ship, but not. Are ship. you Are you kidding me? No. Because I pre-ordered so, it. I pre-ordered it on Best Buy, right? And Best Buy shipped it out. It came out on Tuesday the 19th, right? Best Buy shipped it out to me the Friday before, so I got it in the mail on Wednesday. What? Yeah, Best Buy shipped oh it to God. me before it was released. Well, check this out. Not only do I still not have it, not only is it still not on its way here, right? they charged like seventeen ninety nine when it was pre-ordered. Yeah. The day it was released, it went down to fourteen ninety nine. Okay. How about that? So I had to cancel my order since it wasn't shipped yet and reorder it at a lower price. That's so Amazon. No, no, that's insane. a sucking dick on the way through the parking lot. That's insane because they should give you that price that 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 uh, pre-order price guarantee thing. That if you pre-order it at a certain price and the price drops, I thought that meant that they give it to you at the lower price. That that sucks, dude. Amazon is horrible if that's the case. We got a problem here, man. Certainly do. Yes, we do, Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon, uh, we've been shopping from you for years. Oh, but, goddamn uh, respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that really kind of ticks me off hearing that. Really does. Yeah. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. Really, really does. Yeah, because I noticed that. Because that's why I got it from Best Buy's site, because Best Buy had it for fourteen ninety nine weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it dropped price. It dropped price from pre-order to when it came out. I couldn't believe it. And you know what? You figure if they were going to charge you extra for the pre-order, that it would be here the day or the day after. No, no. Right. Four days later. I'll tell you what, Amazon Canada is is so much better because when I ordered the Blu-ray set of Halloween 6, 7, and 8, you know, the, the single disc that had the three of them on there, I ordered it from Amazon Canada. I had it within less than 48 hours after I ordered it, and that's coming from Canada. Wow. You know, so it's ridiculous. It really is. So I guess the lesson learned here is think before you order from Amazon. Yeah. You know, um, uh, well, uh, let's see. Vince, is there any last thoughts you have on this uh, Psycho Legacy? Or uh, All I have to say is, I mean, I appreciate it a lot more. I mean, if I didn't know anything about the history behind how Rob went out and did all this, I would have still loved it. But knowing all the hard work he put into it and how it all started, I love it that much more, and it's really well done. So, just keep in mind, this was really more or less like a project that turned into a really shaped up to be a success. I mean, it's it's doing pretty well so far. Cool. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. All right, Vince, are you going to hang around? I I wanted to um, have a little debate with Mike about a movie that he thinks is total garbage, and I think it's my third favorite Friday the 13th. So uh, I know I know you're not feeling too good. Do you want to stick around, or are you going to go ahead and... I'm going to have to sign off uh, early because... Uh, I uh, I know that AMC is showing the uh, the remake to House of Wax, and I really have to pick up rocks to throw at my TV. By by the way, I am DVRing uh, Jason Goes to Hell right now on AMC because I'm wondering if it's the TV cut that they showed back in the late 90s, maybe. Yeah, late 90s, I think, on TV. So I'm DVRing that right now to check that out later. Cool. You got about twelve minutes left in that. If you want to catch that, Vince, I could care less. That that movie <laughs> piece of shit. It's a great movie. Yeah, the TV, I don't think... yeah, if the uh, TV cut shows shows a better movie, then I'm happy. Yeah, it ain't gonna change the movie, dude. But Jason goes to hell is not bad. I don't. How how can you guys think it's bad? Especially how the Freddy glove comes out at the end and pulls the hockey mask down to hell. It's great, isn't it? Oh, I know. Oh, it so is, especially that we had to wait over ten years to see the fucking thing come to life. Actually, you had yeah. to, you know what? Yeah, but you know what's funny? You had to wait ten years exactly. How do you think about that? That's neat. No, it's not. It's not at all. Yeah, it's but it had neat. to be that long or else it wouldn't have been good. I mean, look at the what payoff. Freddy vs. Jason was amazing. Yeah, we got the we got the least hot chick from Destiny's Child to be in it. Woo! And a bunch of no names. Awesome. I like Kelly yeah. Rowland's nice, and Monica Keene is all right, and Jason uh, Ritter did a great right. job. She's hot. Yeah, dude, I she's agree. She's all right. She's freaking smoking in that movie. Do you see how ugly she got for the documentary? 
Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Oh. But Vince, did well, you she... ever see a girl go from ten to four? Uh, yeah, I did recently see pictures of JLo, but that's a different story. Oh, oh, oh you had to go there. I'm sorry. When you start banging and marrying the bad guy from the substitute, your stock has just dropped. You oh, are now blockbuster. <laughs> Wow. Dude, she married the bad guy to the substitute. Come on. Mark Anthony. God damn you. <laughs> she just has a thing for uncounted guys. She really does. Like, there there can't be a guy who's more successful than her. It can't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, you could all go to amctv.com slash fear best slash movies dash by dash title and see every single movie that will be played on AMC this month. Right. And some and, are even online. Before yeah. I head out of here, I know you guys are going to wrap up the show and have a little bit more before I head out of here, uh, please go to cinemassacre.com. They, uh, James the Angry Nintendo Nerd, who's best, you've seen him on YouTube, he does great reviews of the old Nintendo, Super Nintendo Genesis, all the old console games. Well, he has sites in a massacre, and he brought back the Billy Bob, the TNT Monster Vision. Oh, so no every way. single day, he does a little, little, uh, set up to each movie. The movies, you know, they don't have the right to play them on there, but yesterday he did his little thing on Critters, it was really well done. Uh, just like a three-minute little, uh, just like a setup to the movie, and I got to tell you, this guy is always funny, always knowledgeable, really great stuff. So, cinemassacre.com, and don't forget tylermain.com, mainproductions.com. Check those out as well. And um, you guys have a great rest of the show. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna have some uh, night quail, mix it with some Hennessy, and try to get some sleep. Hennessy, what's that? Tell me an alcohol beverage you you moron. I've never heard of Hennessy before. That's why I'm asking. I'm sure that's what your mom had when you were seven months pregnant. You mean when she was seven months pregnant with me, not when I was, because yeah. I can't get pregnant. I'm a guy. So we don't know yet. Well, so. yes, sir. Well, you guys have a have a nice show and. Um, and I will try to get myself better, and uh, I know you have a Sunday show coming up, but I will be hopefully 100% back to normal come Tuesday when I punch Mike in the face for two hours here on Rabbit and Red Radio. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I look forward to it. I hope you do. All yeah. right, guys, you have a good night. You too. All right, have a good one. Okay. Uh, Mike, do you need a break? A quick break? Or would you like to get into the debate? Uh, hmm. Oh, jeez. I'm trying to think here what would be best for us here. Um, is this debate like, you know what? Hell with it. Let's throw balls to the wall and let's let's get right to this debate. All right, Unless well, you want to take a break. Well, Doesn't we'll matter take- to me. We we could take a tiny break. I have some options here for a tiny okay. break. Want to take a tiny break? All right, okay. we'll take here's, a tiny break. All right, here we go. Here's our tiny break at Rabbit and Red Ring. Who the fuck are you? Huh? 
none of your business. Where's your friend? I took care of him. Well, I'll take care of you! Yeah, you think so? Yeah, you motherfucker! Come right down come here! Come on up! No, why don't you come down here? Come you, on, I'm right here! You know, kid, you have a real oh. fucking crappy mouth. <laughs> That's what you get, you little fucking prick. <laughs> Hello, Hannity! Yeah, you can indeed present that song with Gary Sims, live from Haddonfield, Illinois, the home of Michael Myers. Tell me, kids, how's it feel to finally pull Halloween out of the proverbial Haddonfield closet? What we're saying here is we will no longer let the powers that be control our minds. For years, Halloween has represented everything that's wrong with Haddonfield. But Michael Myers is long gone. There is no boogeyman. Whoa! Does she get this riled up in the sack, Tim? I bet she wears crotchless panties and barks like a dog. Bet. What do you say, honey? You and me, yeah. As I was saying, we have to stop acting out of fear. Just look at Tim's family. They live in the Myers house. You do? You do? Uh, yeah, we do. Great house. Huh. Strong wood. I see. You mean to tell me you actually live in the house of the most brutal mass murderer in history? This is the Barry Sims Show. And when we return, we'll be coming at you live from the one, the only, Myers House. How's that for a Halloween shot bit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Did you, did you have me muted that whole time, hopefully? Yeah. Okay, because I was reciting that. I was reciting that dialogue. Oh, I, I figured you would do something like that, so I knew to click mute on you now. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, well, I, I think I learned that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned sixes. that lesson. What's, what's that? I said two sixes, Camp Out Nightmare 6 and Halloween 6, back-to-back. Back. You can't get any better than that, considering... Yeah, they're the, the two best of the series, right? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I, I learned to mute you when I tried to play this clip. Let's see if you can get through this one without Living talking. Living in this house can enough drive anyone crazy. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, who the hell asked you to come back come here back in the first place? Does a short face around her own family for five years, then comes back and expects, expects us to roll, roll, roll out, out the red carpet. You think going to college is going to make a few mistakes? Make a few mistakes, girl. Please. Come on, Dan. Let's go, Danny. Oh, Carol, please. John, can't we just sit down for once and try to be a family? Sorry, Mom. Oh, yeah, that's right, Deborah. Give all our kids a family. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's right, Deborah. Just keep slipping into the cash. You know, while you're at it, i got a great idea. Why don't you give her all of our goddamn money? Why don't you leave her alone? Nothing ever changes, does it? I can lose you, girl. Everything was going fine. Everything was just fine. Landed on our doorstep. Doing a little bastard, even. I see 
assume we want bastard, bastard, bastard in this house. house. Get away from her. You shut up. Uh, Stay out of this. John, please don't. You ever talk to me like that, like that again. again? And so help me, me God. God. You understand? You understand? You know what's you know what's funny? Every time that you play that laugh or Vince plays that laugh, I think it's Vince laughing because it has that high pitchy type of laugh that Vince can do. And every time I'm thinking that he's laughing when I hear well, that. Well here's a couple laughs here's a few laughs. I think one of these are Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's him. Here's another one. <laughs> that's not Vince. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's not me. Okay, I gotta turn that off. And here's my favorite laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually like that one, and I and I like. This one. I I gotta ask Vince if that's him. I, I really do. No, no, it's not. I told you already. I told you the story behind that. That's when the guy dives into the ice, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oh, boy. boy. It's time to argue. Yes. Is this Is this going to end up on YouTube, like our debate between... You know why you said Friday the Thirteenth Part Three is a go- is bad, and I said it's good. Are you are you gonna put yeah. this one on YouTube too? Um, sh- sure, I, okay. I will because because I think yeah, I think Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight is okay. Jason Takes Manhattan has been right. given a, a a bad rap. Okay, explain. Okay, well I need you to explain because before I go. You see, the problem is you attack it, so I have to defend, and defend usually comes second. Okay. So um, I need you to tell me. Tell tell the audience why. And believe me, they're probably agreeing with you, so don't worry. Why is Jason Takes Manhattan so bad? Why is so, it worse than any other Friday 13th? Go ahead. Hmm. Well, see... I I can't say that it's worse than any other one. I th- I think uh oh wait, no, actually scratch that. No, okay. You know what? Yeah, it is worse than 5 in my opinion. It is worse than 5. And and okay. I'll tell you and I'll tell you why. Okay? Because it's called Jason Takes Manhattan and we spend um more than first than the first half of the movie on a cruise ship. Okay, we're not even in Manhattan, and then by the time right. we get to Manhattan, I'm so fed up with the fact that we were on a cruise ship for for fifty some odd minutes that I'm just not invested in it anymore. And it doesn't help that the New York that they're in doesn't even look like New York. You can tell it's not. No, New York. don't start with that. Don't start. Now you're doing your insider crap. You know what? that it was uh, Canada. Yeah, well, so now we you're know it was that. Canada, but yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Look, nobody's going to dispute that fact. Of course, it was Canada. But the problem is, 
you can tell that it's not New York. They didn't try to make it look like New York. I mean, the only thing that looks like New York is the the stuff that was shot in Times Square, and of course that's going to look like New York because it's New York. How how does an alleyway with a guy shooting heroin and a subway and uh, whatever the, a diner? How does that yeah. not look like New York to you? Uh, no, I'm not saying that doesn't look like New York. That can that can be any town USA, pretty much, is what I'm saying. What what I'm saying is. Is 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 is, you know, it just it didn't it didn't feel like New York. Yes, I mean, it did. and come on, well, come on, come on. You're telling me that in New York, there's a building that a guy can stand on top of, that's 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 not that tall that Jason can be on top of, and he can knock. I mean, look, I'm fine with knocking the head off the body, but I just don't think there's there's buildings in New York. That are that small that you can get on. Like, oh that my you can get God. in like that. I don't know. That's just my thought. Oh. My. <laughs> that does not constitute. Okay, uh, I'm going to go to your more valid points. All right, you're complaining about that there was way too much time spent on the cruise ship. But, Mike, here's the thing. Right. The writer, Rob Hedden, right? Rob Hedden? And the director, yeah. He was writer and director, double duty. Yeah. I yeah. think. He did such a good job on right. character development and and pace right. that we're just taking the trip with these people okay. and what happens. We're so involved in what's going on that I'm not really thinking about the fact that I'm not in New York. I don't know. And I, I'll tell you what, dude. I'm not even okay. I'm biased for one reason. This okay. is the first Friday Thirteenth I saw in the movie theater. Okay. Well, see, that, I've already, I've already, see, seven was the first one for me, so I can't say that I'm biased in any sense. I saw this one too in the theater, but seven was the first one for me. Right. Well, uh, it, I love New York '80s horror movies. I, I mean, I mean movies. For example, right. when I was a kid, one of my favorite movies in the world was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that was right. 1989. One and of my I like other that favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. One of my other favorite movies is Batman, 1989. Also very good. Jason Takes Manhattan, 1989, and I all there was so much in New York that you even see the the uh, advertisement for the Batman movie in Jason. Do you? I never noticed you that. Where's that? When they did the Times Square scene, there was a big bat symbol in it. Really? I'll have to go back and watch yeah. that now. Yeah. So I love late 80s, nighttime New York uh, movies. So to me, mm-hmm. this was right there. And, and the, the oh, damn it. You know, I wanted to load that one song. You know what? I'll do it now. Yeah. I'm going to try to load a song in here. Oh, I can't. You know what? I'll never be able to do it because I'd have to listen to it. And I can't do that during the show. Right. Damn. It, I wanted to hear Friday 13th. Please, 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 no. It's not there. How about here? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm screwed. All right, well, I was going to load the great song, Darkest Side of the Night. Yeah, I like that song. That was one of the few good things to come out of that movie was that song. Yeah. And hearing that song and the whole watching the whole build-up, damn it, why is it not in here? Anyway, hearing that whole build-up. We'll have to work on that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really mad. Um, damn, that's too bad. Um, oh well. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, it's not that. Yeah. So hearing that kind of stuff and and the whole atmosphere and I don't know everything going on, I I just felt that that was a really great cap. I, I mean, we have one song from Friday Thirteen. Ooh baby, ooh baby, ooh baby. Let's wrong with that. 
what happens in New York that you don't like? Uh, I just I I I don't really just buy the fact that Jason would be able to walk around New York, especially when he's in Times Square. I mean, I, I don't like the fact that all right, he's a killing machine. Okay, and you're telling me that when he walks up on that gang of kids, okay, and they're playing the music or whatever, and he comes by and he kicks the radio, right? Okay, mm-hmm. then yeah. they, he starts to walk away. All right, mm-hmm. then then the big tough guy comes up with the freaking switchblade and tries to, yeah. like you know, pull it on him, and Jason it's turns it's, it's yeah. and lifts up the mask, and they're just like. It's cool, man. It's cool. And it's like they go away. And Jason does not even try to pursue. I mean, come on. What is that? What is it? Um, that, that was probably comedy, just like your favorite one in Part 6. Right. So, if you're going to bash that, that's pure comedy. Right. Now, if you're going to do that, then you cannot say you like Part 6. I love Part 6. I'm, Okay, so you're okay with the idea of a guy getting thrown into a tree yes. and his face leaves a smiling face imprint with blood on it? You're okay I, with that? I, cer- I certainly am, and I'll tell you why I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because Jason still pursued that individual. He didn't just kick a radio and back away. I mean, Jason, there was comedy, but yes, Jason did still kill that person. He still did push okay. him into a tree. And took, that's okay, how he got the, the machete. I'll you give you know? the answer right now. I, I'll tell you why it's okay. Okay. Because he's in the middle of New York. It's wide open. He knows Jason's smart. He knows that if he goes and kills these guys in the middle of 100 people walking around, he might be detained. He might draw attention he don't need. And his right. primary goal that he went from Crystal Lake to New York to do was right. kill these two people. Okay, but again, where are we going that the, the, you're saying that Jason is smart, okay? Now, look, in, okay, I'll agree with you, all right? In the remake, he is smart. In Friday the 13th, 2, 3, and 4, he is smart. But when he's resurrected in, in, in 6 and he becomes zombie Jason, any type of brain that he has in his head is gone. So I don't, I don't agree uh, with the fact that he's smart. Technically, but look, he knew that when he when he rammed that rod through the car of the two counselors who never made it to Camp Forest Green, he knew the tire would go flat. Right. He knew intimid- he knew intimidation that he would stand there and scare them. He knew um, he knew he he got underwater and Tommy couldn't find him and he jumped on from behind. I mean, there's some kind of intelligence lurking. Or, and or I don't it could just any, be, or it could just be a killer instinct. Well, well, yeah. I mean, the ki- even an animal, when he sees a human being coming, he runs away because he don't want to be captured or killed. Exactly. Okay. But Jason's well, not afraid of that, so Jason's not going to run away. Jason is not afraid. Jason is not afraid. I don't think yeah. we're dealing with an intelligent man. Uh, so much uh, that we're dealing with a a man who is on a mission to kill at this point because he's enraged over the fact of what happened to his mother. So he's 
he's just an unstoppable killing machine. I think one of the reasons, one of the aspects of the remake that that I think I'm finding fault with is that, I mean, granted it's a remake, but I mean it is a different Jason. Jason was yeah. smarter. Well, hell, it's a different Michael on the freaking Halloween remake. And oh yeah, no, and I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with it. I agree mm-hmm. that he is different, totally different. Yeah. I'd say so. Yes. I don't think uh, I don't think the original kid did all that stuff. I don't think his parents were in that state of uh, lifestyle. No, not um, at all. Nothing, not at nothing. all. Yeah. But but well, again, back back to Friday the Thirteenth though. But yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. He he's just a killing machine. He, I don't think he, I don't think he knows exactly what he does except for the primal instinct to kill. That's it. Uh. So th- that bothers you that much that he didn't kill everybody. So what, what do you think he's supposed to do? Kill everybody in New York to get to these two? Well, look. I would say, given given, I'm not saying you got to kill everybody in New York, but I mean he literally interacted with those people, and, right. and it's like it's 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 almost like okay, if he's going to interact with somebody, you might as well kill them. You really well, might as who well. Who knows? I mean, who knows why this guy is killed? You know, he he killed Jim and Susie, right, and. Somehow, Crystal Lake extends to the what, what ocean surrounds New York? I'm sorry, I'm having a uh, moment. I don't, I don't know. E- I don't really know either. Okay, I'm not we're sure. two idiots. Right. Uh, <laughs> Atlantic, <laughs> maybe? Is it yeah, the Atlantic? Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's pretend you could float a boat from Crystal Lake to the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. <laughs> So you figure he just drifted over to the docking. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Whatever ocean they docked from, um, I guess it was the it was the it was the, um, it was the uh, class of Camp Crystal Lake or something like that, right? Right, Camp Crystal Lake so, High or something. Yeah. Okay. So, so some who the hell knows? Okay, right there is a big flaw. Um, okay, so somehow he did that. So he basically drifted onto random people. He didn't really even have a real reason to kill anybody, but he got on this boat and decided that everybody on it has to die. Right. So after he kills Rennie and, um, I'm bad with names. You mean Jim and Susie? No, no, Rennie, Rennie. Is her name Rainy? Rennie? The girl, the main girl in party. Yeah. Rainy, yeah. Yeah. And her boyfriend. After he he killed those two, what was he gonna do? Head back to Crystal Lake after that? I mean, I don't know. I I guess I'm. A, I, there's obvious flaws. Right. But I don't know. I don't think it's enough to take away the entertainment value. I don't think it's enough to say Friday Thirteenth Party sucks. It. 
I think it's very cool that they said, well, damn, we did Crystal Lake how many times? You know, Mike, I'm a big um, a, um, advocate or something of not regurgitating the same thing over and over. Right. So when I hear Jason's finally going to go somewhere else, yeah. I'm not exactly that opposed to it. Oh, and no. if you're going to pick a new, you know, make it the biggest city in the world. Why not? Right. Jason's big time. Hey, and so, I like Jason X when he was in space. I like yeah, that. He's in outer space. Yeah. That's that's jumping the shark more than anything. Right, but I, I still like that. I think Jason X is better than Jason Takes Manhattan. Um... Okay. I I don't know anybody who would agree on that, but but um hey we're all entitled to our, our opinion and yeah. I, I see what you mean. I I know what you mean because it was a it was a okay movie except for the cast. I didn't I wasn't crazy about the cast. It, mm-hmm. it it was an okay movie though, if you kinda like Yeah. Just take it for what it is. It I was agree all, with you. Right. The cast wasn't all that great. You know, I'm not you know we're not, you know, but then again, it's a Friday the 13th movie, so you're not going to get Oscar-caliber right. performances out of it. But, you know, it was about what I would expect for, you know, the 10th installment in a horror franchise. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a 10th installment. I mean, let's, let's get serious. Yeah. Um, all right, speaking of that, all right, well, I, I don't know where the debate ends. I mean... I didn't like the end where he was regurgitated or whatever you want to call it to yeah, a, a little boy. Yeah, I wanted to boy. ask you that, if you liked the ending or not. Because, no. you know. I mean, listen, I'm not one of these, you know, Mike, despite what some people have emailed me, I'm not I'm not the most amusing guy, just you and Vince are. But one thing that you'll get out of me is yeah. nothing but truth, Mike. Even if I tell you I absolutely love something, yeah. I will still point out its flaws. Yes. You'll never see a suck ass out of me. I'll give it to you straight. That is correct. I don't look. Yeah, I don't. Have you ever known me to look blindly at anything? No, and that that's that's why I love you, buddy. Because it's you know that makes Thank you me. the great person that you are. <laughs> I I wish I was great, but thank you, you are. But you definitely are. The what? The one thing if fans like Mike and Vince more than me, you see, I like all three of us, but. I guess everybody doesn't feel that way. But I do too. All three of us are great. Yeah, I, you know, I think we all add something to this show. Um, but some people might not believe that. But that's fine. the The point is when when I when I say something and and when everybody else says something, they have their own thing to it. But when I say something, my thing is that I will never sugarcoat anything, even if I tell you it's my favorite movie in the world. If there's a flaw, I will tell you and I'll admit it. I don't care. Right. But so we we I think I think we found some common ground, right? I mean, do you feel a little different about the movie? I did. Did I bring some justification to some scenes? Oh no, no, yeah, you definitely did. You definitely did. And I mean, I, I you know I will still watch the movie. I'm not gonna totally say I will never watch it again because that's not the case. I Are still do watch it. Oh yeah, I still watch it. Don't tell I me I'm doing the show alone, Mike. Yes. Oh, I'm here. No. You hear me? What just happened? You can't hear me? Oh, there you are. I'm here. 
Oh, wow, you just cut out. There was nothing. We couldn't hear nothing. Really? Well, no, I said I said I still watch it. I said, you know, just just because it's not my, you know, I don't particularly like it doesn't mean I never watch it. I still do watch it from time to time. All right, cool. You know. All right. Well, Mike, let's get into one more thing. We got eight minutes left, literally. I think the yeah. show actually shuts off. Okay. Right. Um. We might as well make use of this. Okay, my question is, when did Friday the 13th jump the shark? Jumping the shark is an idiom used to describe the moment of downturn for a previously successful enterprise. The phrase was originally used to denote the point in a television program's history where the plot spins off into absurd storylines or unlikely characterizations, like when characters go way out of way out of what they were, you know, made to be. Right. Um, but can I? Can I? But I can still like installments after that, is what you're saying, right? That, that, that's the thing. No, normally, no. But oddly enough, Friday Thirteenth comes back. But well, but here's because I actually I mentioned that this is actually a a topic on Crystal Lake Extra Dark. .proboards.com. And, um, okay, so these changes are often a result of efforts to revive interest in a show or movie series whose audience had begun to decline, usually through employment of different actors, writers, or producers. Right. So here's the the choices I made, Mike. Okay. And and I do mention, let's see, uh, I, okay. I do mention, usually, jumping the shark is a term when a show goes bad and doesn't recover. However, I will say Friday the 13th recovered. So I did mention that. Yes. Okay. Here's the choices of when the the series jumped the shark. Right. When Jason became the killer. Okay. when When they made a 3D movie. Right. When the killer was an imposter Jason. Right. When Jason became a zombie. Right. When there was a character with telekinesis. Right. When Jason went to New York. Yeah. When New Line took over. Right. When Jason went to outer space. Right. When they made a crossover film with Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Or when the series was rebooted. If you could remember... what were what was your choice out of those? Oh jeez. Um I'm gonna have to say well if you throw in the reboot too, but I'm not even counting that. I'm I'm counting that as a separate series. So um okay. I'll say when he went to New York. All right. So you're saying you accepted him being a zombie and a monster yep. killer in part five, a girl with telekinesis. And yep. when he went to New York, you thought the series should the bed. Yes. And then when New Line took over, it kind of came back for me. Okay, I voted for when New Line took over. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 37.5% of the people also voted that. Oh. Here, here, here's what I wrote. Yeah. Uh, my vote is when New Line took over. All downhill from there. Jason Goes to Hell was a decent movie if Jason has nothing to do with it. Just like Halloween 3 is good if it wasn't a Halloween movie. Right. Uh, Halloween is way better than Jason Goes to Hell, but that's besides the point. So my vote is when New Line took over, especially since I love Jason Takes Manhattan so much. My third favorite Friday 13th. So. 
I, I'll have to comment on that thread. And for anybody from CLAD listening, if you uh, feel like messaging me or something at some point, I am LumisLives07 on yeah. CLAD. You recently have made some posts. Hopefully everybody saw that. Yes. All right, well, five minutes. I mean, we could just go ahead and wrap up. I think we... Uh... Oh, I think we're, yeah, we got to play we have to play a song to get out of here anyway. Yes. All right, then I guess okay, we will be well, back on what are we doing for are we on Sunday or are we not on Sunday? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll try to um we'll start, yeah, we have time to do yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So um you know, we'll do something. Sounds uh, good. So we'll be back. Oh, the Crystal Lake After Dark edition of Rabbit and Red Radio with me and Mike on Sundays. Tune in. Um uh, just want to remind everybody to go to crystallakeafterdark.proboards.com. The site's um been revised and a lot of discussion going on, good stuff going on. Uh masshysteria.com, Robert Galuzzo's site. Go check out by the Psycho Legacy, the greatest documentary the world will ever see of Psycho one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Check out the Nightmare on Elm Street Legacy, the um documentary on that. What's it called, Mike? Never Sleep Again. Check that out, yes, definitely. I highly recommend that. Do yes. not check out, his name was Jason, do not no. check out Halloween 25 Years of Terror. Yeah, that's definitely not oh. as good as... No. Yeah. And don't check out... <laughs> I feel bad saying all this. Alright, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell are you guys? They do not check things out. Right. Who does that? I, I, yeah, well. Uh oh. All right. Well, that's it for today, and we will be back on Sunday, Crystal Egg After Dark, and we will wrap today up with a song. Find a song, find a song, find a song. This is good. Okay. For Mike, this is Alex. We hope you enjoyed the show. Great interview with Tyler Maine. Thank you very much, Tyler. We appreciate it very much. Rabbit and Red, signing out. Yeah.